in the name of God the compassionate the merciful my name is Fred Fella my objective is to offer a commentary on Mathnavi Manavi a book written by Maulana Jalaluddin Muhammad Rumi also known as Jalaluddin Muhammad Balki Melvana Maulana and more popularly simply as Rumi was the 13th century Persian poet, fakih, Islamic scholar, theologian and Sufi mystic originally from Greater Khorasan in Greater Iran. Rumi's influence transcends national borders and ethnic divisions. Iranians, Tajiks, Turks, Greeks, Pashtuns, other Central Asian Muslims and the Muslims of the Indian subcontinent have greatly appreciated his a spiritual legacy for the past eight centuries. His poems have been widely translated into many of the world's languages and transposed into various formats. Rumi has been described as the most popular poet and the best-selling poet in the United States. Rumi's works are written mostly in Persian, but occasionally he also used Turkish, Arabic, and Greek in his verse. And his Masnavi, composed in Kuniye or Kuniye, is considered one of the greatest poems of the Persian language. His works are widely read today in their original language across the greater Iran and the Persian-speaking Asia. His poetry has influenced not only Persian literature, but also literally traditions of the Ottoman Turkish, Chagatai, Urdu, and Pashto languages. Rumi was born to native Persian-speaking parents, originally from the Balkh in present-day Afghanistan. He was born either in Vaksh, a village on the Vaksh River in present-day Tajikistan, or in the city of Balkh in present-day Afghanistan. Greater Balkh was at that time a major center of Persian culture and Sufism and Sufism had developed there for several centuries. The most important influences upon Rumi besides his father were the Persian poets such as Attar and Sanai. Rumi expresses his appreciation. Attar was the spirit, Sanai his eyes twine and in time thereafter came we in their train and mentions in another poem Attar has traversed the seven cities of love we are still at the turn of one street his father was also connected to the spiritual lineage of Najmuddin Kobra Rumi lived most of his life under the Persianate Seljuk Sultanate of Rome where he produced his works and died in 1273 AD. He was buried in Konya and his shrine became a place of pilgrimage. Upon his death, his followers and his son, Sultan Valad, founded the Meblevi Order, also known as the Order of Whirling Dervishes, famous for the Sufi dance known as the Sama Ceremony. He was laid to rest beside his father and over his remains a shrine was erected.
Rumi's father was Bahauddin Velad, a theologian, jurist, and a mystic from Balkh, who was also known by the followers of Rumi as Sultan or Ulama or Sultan of Scholars. When the Mongols invaded Central Asia, sometimes between 1215 and 1220, Bahauddin Velad with his whole family and a group of disciples set out westwards. According to a geographical account which is not agreed upon by all Rumi scholars, Rumi encountered one of the most famous mystic Persian poets, Attar, in the Iranian city of Nishabur, located in the province of Khorasan. After immediately recognizing Rumi's spiritual eminence, he saw the father walking ahead of the son and said, Here comes a sea followed by an ocean. Attar gave the boy his Asrar Nome, a book about entanglement of the soul in the material world. This meeting had a deep impact on the 18-year-old Rumi and later on became the inspiration for his works. From Neshawur, Valad and his entourage set out for Baghdad, meeting many of the scholars and Sufis of the city. From Baghdad, they went to Hejaz and performed the pilgrimage at Mecca. The migrating caravan then passed through Damascus, Malatia, Sivas, Kayseri, and Nerd. They finally settled in Karaman for seven years. Rumi's mother and brother both died there. In 1225, Rumi married Gohar Khatun in Karaman. They had two sons, Sultan Valad and Alauddin Chalabi. When his wife died, Rumi married again and had a son, Amir Alim Chalabi, and daughter, Malak Khatun. On 1st of May 1228, most likely as a result of the insistent invitation of Alauddin Kayrobad, ruler of Anatolia, Bahauddin came and finally settled in Qunye in Anatolia within the westernmost territories of the Seljuk Sultanate of Rome. Bahauddin became the head of the Madrasa, which is a religious school, and when he died, Rumi, aged 25, inherited his position as the Islamic Mulvi. One of Bahauddin's students, Sayyid Burhanuddin, Muhaqe Termazi continued to train Rumi in the Sharia as well as the Tariqa, especially that of Rumi's father. For nine years, Rumi practiced Sufism as a disciple of Burhanuddin until the latter died in 1240 or 1241. Rumi's public life then began. He became an Islamic jurist, issuing fatwas and giving sermons in the mosques of Kunia. He also served as Malvi, meaning Islamic teacher, and taught his adherents in the madrasa or the Islamic school. During this period, Rumi has traveled to Damascus and is said to have spent four years there. It was his meeting with the dervish Shams Tabrizi on 15th November 1244 that completely changed his life from an accomplished teacher and jurist, Rumi was transformed into an aesthetic. Shams had traveled throughout the Middle East searching and praying for someone who could endure my company. 
A voice said to him, What will you give in return? Shams replied, My head. The voice then said, The one you seek is Jalaluddin of Konya. On the night of December 5, 1248, as Rumi and Shams were talking, Shams was called to the back door. He went out, never to be seen again. It is rumored that Shams was murdered with the connivance of Rumi's son, Alauddin. If so, Shams indeed gave his head for the privilege of mystical friendship. But this has not been proved. Rumi's love for and his bereavement at the death of Shams found the expression in an outpouring of lyric poem Divane Shams at Tabrizi. He himself went out searching for Shams and journeyed again to Damascus. There he realized, why should I seek? I am the same as he. His essence speaks through me. I have been looking for myself. Rumi had been spontaneously composing ghazals, Persian poems, and these had been collected in Divan Kabir or Divan Shams at Tabrizi. Rumi found another companion in Salahuddin Zarkub, a goldsmith. After Salahuddin's death, Rumi's scribe and favorite student Hassam Chalapi assumed the role of Rumi's companion. One day, the two of them were wandering through the Merim vineyards outside Konya when Hassam described to Rumi an idea he had had. If you were to write a book like the Elahiname of Sanai or the Mantagotair of Atar, it would become the companion of many Trudebars. They would fill their hearts from your work and compose music to accompany it. Rumi smiled and took out a piece of paper on which were written the opening 18 lines of the Masnavi beginning with Listen to the reed and the tale it tells, how it sings of separation. His son implored Rumi to write more. Rumi spent the next 12 years of his life in Anatolia dictating the six volumes of this masterwork, the Mathnavi, to Hassam in December 1273, Rumi fell ill. He predicted his own death and composed the well-known Ghazal which begins with the verse How dost thou know what sort of king I have within me as companion? Do not cast thy glance upon my golden face, for I have iron legs. Rumi died on December 17, 1273 in Konya. His death was mourned by the diverse community of Konya with local Christians and Jews joining the crowd that converged to bid farewell as his body was carried throughout the city. Rumi's body was interred beside that of his father and a splendid shrine. The Yesil Turb or Green Tomb or Obbatul Khazra, today the Mevlana Museum, was erected over his place of burial. His epitaph reads when we are dead, seek not our tomb in the earth, but find it 
in the hearts of men. Like other mystic and Sufi poets of Persian literature, Rumi's poetry speaks of love which infuses the world. Rumi's teachings also express the tenets summarized in the Quranic verse which Shamsa Tabrizi cited as the essence of prophetic guidance. Know that there is no God but He and ask forgiveness for your sin. In the interpretation attributed to Shams, the first part of the verse commands the humanity to seek knowledge of Tawheed, oneness of God, while the second instructs them to negate their own existence. In Rumi's terms, Tawheed is lived most fully through love, with the connection being made explicit in his verse that describes love as that flame which, when it blazes up, burns away everything except the everlasting beloved. Rumi's longing and desire to attain this ideal is evident in the following poem from his book, The Masnavi. I died to the mineral state and became a plant. I died to the vegetal state and reached animality. I died to the animal state and became a man. Then what should I fear? I have never became less from dying. At the next charge, I will die to human nature, so that I may lift up head and wings among the angels, and I must jump from the river of the angel. Everything perishes except his face. Once again, I will become sacrificed from the angel, I will become that which cannot come into the imagination, then I will become non-existent. Non-existence says to me like an organ, truly to him is our return. The Masnavi weaves fells scenes from everyday life, Quranic revelations and exegesis and metaphysics into a vast and intricate tapestry. Rumi believed passionately in the use of music, poetry, and dance as a path for reaching God. For Rumi, music helped devotees to focus their whole being on the divine and to do this so intensely that the soul was both destroyed and resurrected. It was from these ideas that the practice of whirling dervishes developed into ritual form. His teachings became the base for the order of the Melveli, which his son, Sultan Valad, organized. Rumi encouraged Sama, listening to music and turning or doing the sacred dance. In the Mevlevi tradition, Sama represents a mystical journey of a spiritual ascent through mind and love to the perfect one. In this journey, the seeker symbolically turns toward the truth, grows through love, abandons the ego, finds the truth, and arrives at the perfect. The seeker then returns from his spiritual journey with greater maturity to love and to be of service to the whole of creation without discrimination with regard to beliefs, races, classes, and nations. In other verses in the Masnavi, Rumi describes in detail the universal message of love. 
The lover's cause is separate from other causes. Love is the astrolabe of God's mysteries. Rumi's favorite musical instrument was the ney, reed flute. Rumi's poetry is often divided into various categories, the quatrains or rubaiyat and arts, or ghazal of the divan, the sixth book of Masnavi. The prose works are divided into discourses, the letters, and the seven sermons. Rumi's best-known work is the Masnavi Manavi. The six-volume poem holds a distinguished place within the rich tradition of Persian Sufi literature and has been commonly called the Quran in Persian. Many commentators have regarded it as the greatest mystical poem in world literature. It contains approximately 27,000 lines, each consisting of a couplet with an internal rhyme. Rumi's other major work is Divan Kabir or Divan Shams Tabrizi, named in honor of Rumi's master Shams. Besides approximately 35,000 Persian couplets and 2,000 Persian quatrains, the Divan contains 90 ghazals and 19 quatrains in Arabic, a couple of dozens or so couplets in Turkish, and 14 couplets in Greek. And also he has a few other books as well. Rumi belongs to the class of Islamic philosophers which include the Ibn Arabi and Mullah Sadra. Rumi embeds his theosophy like a string through the beads of his poems and stories. His main point and emphasis is the unity of being. It is undeniable that Rumi was a Muslim scholar and took Islam seriously. Nonetheless, the depth of his spiritual vision extended beyond narrow understanding sectarian concerns. In the next episode, I will start a commentary of Masnavi Manavi. I hope you find it useful. Thank you very much for listening. God, the Merciful, the Compassionate. My name is Fred Falla. In this episode, I am going to read the poem of Mathnavi Manavi by Rumi or Mevlana. As I mentioned in the last episode, I have only one objective and that is to make sure the entire world knows about Rumi. I hope you enjoyed this. Please follow my broadcasting channel. Listen to the read how it tells a tale, complaining of separations, saying, Ever since I was parted from the reed bed, my lament hath caused man and woman to moan. I want a bosom torn by severance that I may unfold the pain of love desire. Everyone who is left far from his source wishes back the time when he was united with it. In every company I uttered my 
their full notes, I consorted with the unhappy and with them that rejoice. Everyone became my friend from his own opinion. None sought out my secrets from within me. My secret is not far from my plaint, but ear and eye lack the light. Body is not veiled from soul, nor soul from body, yet none is permitted to see the soul. This noise of the reed is fire, it is not wind, whose half not this fire may be not. This the fire of love that is in the reed, this the fervor of love that is in the wine. The reed is the comrade of everyone who has been parted from a friend. Its strains pierce their hearts. Whoever saw a poison and antidote like the reed, whoever saw a sympathizer and a longing lover like the reed, the reed tells of the way full of blood and recounts the stories of the passion of Majnun. Only to the senseless is this sense confided, the tongue hath no customer save the ear. In our vow, the days of life have become untimely, our days travel hand in hand with burning griefs. If our days are gone, let them go, this no matter, do thou remain, for none is holy as thou art. Whoever is not a fish becomes sated with his water. Whoever is without daily bread finds the day long. None that is raw understands the state of the ripe. Therefore, my words must be brief. Farewell. O son, bear thy chains and be free. How long wilt thou be a bondsman to silver and gold. If thou pour the sea into a pitcher, how much will it hold? One day's store, the pitcher, the eye of the covetous, never becomes full. The oyster shell is not filled with pearls until it is contented. He whose garment is rent by a mighty love is purged of covetousness and all defect. Hail, O love that bringest us good gain, thou that art the physician of all our ills, the remedy of our pride and vainglory, our plateau and our gallon. Through love, the earthly body soared to the skies. The mountain began to dance and became nimble. Love inspired Mount Sinai. O lover, Sinai, drunken, and Moses fell in a swan. Where I joined to the leap of one in accord with me, I too, like to read, would tell all that may be told. But whoever is parted from one, who speaks his language becomes dumb, though he have a hundred songs. When the rose is gone and the garden faded, thou wilt hear no more 
the nightingale's story. The beloved is all and the lover a whale. The beloved is living and the lover a dead thing. When love hath no care for him, he is left as a bird without wings. Alas for him then. How should I have consciousness before or behind when the light of my beloved is not before me and behind? Love wills that this word should be shown forth if the mirror does not reflect how's that dost thou know why the mirror reflects nothing because the rust is not cleared from its face this was the ending of the poem of the first book of Mathnavi Manavi by Molano. I hope you enjoyed it and I'm gonna briefly go over the message that I have got myself. I have been studying Rumi for the past 10 years and uh, studied many books and I hope I can offer you the message that he's sharing with the entire world and I hope you enjoy it. In this poem, Rumi talks about the reed, R-E-E-D, and the separation. In the next episode, I'll be talking about this poem and I will tell you what are my thoughts and I'll talk about the reed and its relationship with human beings. I hope you enjoyed what I have read for you and I offer my apologies for not being able to properly pronounce the words as they were required to and you need to know that it is very difficult to have these translated and the message that he has to be conveyed so in my next segment I will go over it and I hope you enjoy it I'll be recording that tomorrow. Thank you.